Hello, everybody. Welcome to another week with the Extraordinary Talk Show. I am your host, Della Hill. Folks, I want those of you who are riding in your cars, listening to the sound of my voice while you're riding or driving home or on your way around, thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate that I get to actually be on the radio and that you can just switch your dial to hear my voice. And I hope that I have something to share with you that will make you think just a little bit differently. If you are on Facebook or YouTube or Spotify or one of our other podcast platforms, listening to the sound of my voice, also thank you for being here. The benefit of that is that you can listen again later. Happy Monday. In fact, it is Labor Day, so happy Labor Day to all of you. I hope that you are all enjoying your lovely day off. I took a day off last week, so I'm here today to spend this time with you. Now, I always usually start or end my show with my tagline, which is, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm only trying to get you to think for yourself. Let me add to that. I don't expect you to believe a single thing that I say. The things that I say, I say with conviction. I say with my own faith. The things that I say are things that I have come to accept, understand, and have faith in. But I also have had the experience in my life of looking around at everything that I had believed up until that point and realizing that a large percentage of those things that I had founded my life on were not helping me, were not serving me, and in many cases were not true. Since that time, I've spent my life and my free time trying to find the things that I do feel I can put my faith in, the things that I do feel are valuable and worthy of basing my life on. Now, the things that I believe in, the things that make my life better are not necessarily going to be the things that change your life. What I offer you is the opportunity to listen to the things that I say, to hear out my theories and my ideas, and to hear for yourself, listen to your own heart listen to your own intuition, and if something resonates with you, learn more about that, follow that track. If something makes you curious, that's how you might know if you resonate. Some people say, okay, how do I know if something resonates with me? One main way is you're just going to have kind of a warm, glowy feeling. Another way, if I talk about something that confuses you but piques some curiosity, that's something that is resonating and that's something that might be worth learning more about, either from me or from another source. I only ask that you listen. Listen to what I say and listen to your heart as I talk because your heart will tell you what things are true for you. Things I say may not be true for you. Things I say I might find out next year, five years, 10 years from now aren't even true for me. But for right now, they're working really well, following this ideology and these ideas is bringing me in my life a lot of peace, a lot of happiness, a lot of joy, and allowing me also to share those same things with other people. So I'm not saying you have to believe anything I say. I'm inviting you to listen. I'm inviting you to listen to your own heart. I'm inviting you to open your heart and your mind to things that you may not have considered before. But I also offer you 
this, and I think this is a gift, to listen to me, to hear what I have to say with zero attachment, with the understanding that you don't have to believe, accept, absorb, take in any of it. But it can simply be candy for your mind to roll around, to let your mind bend a little bit like a pretzel, stretch it out just a little bit, and see what new thoughts come to you after the invitation of these ideas. That's where we're going. So today, guys, I want to jump into something that means the most to me, something that is one of the main reasons why I'm here and something that I've actually been a little bit afraid to broach because this is such a powerful topic that I'm a little, I have been a little unsure of my own ability to express it the way that I want it to be expressed. One thing I understand, though, is I express things through my filter, and you listen to these things through your filter. So I'm going to express things that I feel are appropriate, and you are going to absorb them your own personal, unique, distinct way. That means that 10 different people could sit next to each other and listen to my exact words, and all 10 of you are going to take something different from it. All 10 of you are going to resonate with something particular that inspires you, that creates curiosity, that makes you fill up just a little bit with that warm sense of trust and faith and hope. So what I'm teaching you, while I have an idea in my mind of what it is that I want to express, each of you has a different need. Every single one of you listening has different answers that you're searching for. And so I have the faith that as I share the things that are important to me, you will filter them into the things that are important to you. So trust, listen, don't put any attachment on it. Just have an open mind. Guys, the one, I, the one thing, the most important thing that there is that I want to talk to you about is love. And I don't only mean romantic love. When we talk about love, we seem to think that we are only referring to romantic love. When you watch movies in America, you see a lot of stories about love, but they're primarily focused on romantic love. And love is much, much more than that. Love is also evident in our relationships with other people that we are not romantic with. And so if you step away from romantic love, the next step that you're going to probably have an understanding of is love between other people that isn't necessarily romantic, but that is still caring, compassionate, open, and warm. And I know that you have many of those relationships in your life, and the more of them you have, probably the more full your life is, because the more love we have in our lives, the more joy we have. However, there's more to love than our relationships between other people. When we talk about light and darkness, what we know is that darkness doesn't actually exist. There is light and there is an absence of light, which we call darkness. We have love. The opposite of love is fear, except fear is not the opposite of love. Fear is the absence of love. Just as darkness is the absence of light, fear is the absence of love. Love is 
all that there is. Every choice, every decision you ever make, whether it's to wear this blouse or that dress, whether it's to turn right or to turn left, every decision you make is made out of either love or fear. Every choice you make, you are choosing love over lack of love. It's even possible to choose greater love over middle love. And some of us choose less love over greater love. In fact, that's one of the main mistakes that we humans make is that we choose what we think is love, but we make that choice out of fear. And in doing so, we miss out on the greater qualities of love. Now, let me take this a step bigger, a step beyond. Love is the power of God. God is love. And not only is God love, God is unconditional love. Just like I said, 10 different people could hear what I'm saying and it would mean 10 different things to them. Every single human on the earth has a different idea of what God is. And yes, I mean every single human, because even those who are atheist have made a decision about what they believe God is. In fact, in some ways, many atheists that I know are more faithful and in many ways more loving than others who claim no affiliation or knowledge or understanding about God whatsoever, because at least the atheists have taken the time. They've paid attention, they've done some research, they've done some homework, and they've found what God means to them. If you have not done that, don't feel bad. One of our purposes on earth, and we're all trying to figure out what the heck our purpose here is, right? One of our purposes on earth is to gain an understanding of what God is. And that is going to be different for every single one of us because our relationship with God is different for every single one of us. I come from a family of seven children. I'm number five. When my father thinks about his child, he has tremendous love for his child, but his love for each of his children is very different. We all have the same father. We all have a very different relationship with him because we are different. It is the same with God. He is our source. However, because we are all different, we are all going to have a different relationship with him. We are all going to have a different understanding of him, it, who, her, what God is. And my friends, that's one of the beautiful parts about having your own mind and your own thoughts and your own heart that resonates within you is that you don't have to live by anyone else's definition. You get to come to the understanding of what that is for you. Except, don't be fooled when I say that into thinking that once you get it, you've got it. Some people say that God is unchanging. Your relationship with God is always changing. Because as you gain love, as you become more love, as you let more love and light into your personal self, in fact, as you move your ego aside, to become who you really are, to attach to your true nature, which is essentially the love of God, your relationship with God will constantly morph, will constantly change, and that is a beautiful thing. 
So if you're still searching, trying to figure out what God is, don't feel bad. Every single one of us, even the ones who thinks that we have it figured out, we're still evolving. Our understanding of God and love is still growing. The fact that we're still here is evidence of that. I've talked before about space, the space that we live in, the space around us. The space that we are, that we sit in, is literally 99.99999% space. Even the solid things around us, this microphone, my face, my hands, my notepad, all these things are literally 0.00001% space. They feel solid. I can pick things up. I can touch things. I can hold things with my solid hands that are actually only a fraction space. And I can hold a a solid pen, which is actually only a fraction of a percent space. Why is that? Because the molecules, the atoms, spin so fast within their teeny tiny micro universe that they create solid. Just like a tornado can spin so fast that if you drive into the side of it, you would wreck your car. It might be air, it might be wind that you're driving into, but that doesn't mean that it's space that can be easily passed through. Not all space can be easily passed through because space where there are components spinning, those things become solid. It is my belief that it is God's power that gives atoms the power to spin and to create something that is solid. Does that make sense? If everything on earth is created by God and everything that is solid is only solid because of the spinning molecules and atoms within it, then it is God that spins the atoms and the molecules. Yes, it is the power of God that creates solid matter around us. And I believe, my friends, that God's power is the power of love. Love is all that there is. Some people like to put other names on the power of God. And I admire that, and I've seen the power of God used under those names with miraculous effect. The complication there, though, is that some of those names for God's power create limitation and say, only you have access to this power of God. Only you have access to this power of God. But under this name, this other person and this other group of people does not have access to the power of God. And guys, if I have to explain to you why that's BS, think a little bit deeper. There is no limitation to God's power. There is no limitation to the access of God's power. No human on earth can tell me that I am less capable of carrying God's power than another person. Another person might carry God's power under a different name. And as I said, may have the authorization from God to use that power in miraculous ways. And I encourage them to do that. But please do not tell me 
that I cannot have full, complete, and total access to God's power. God's power is the power of love. And I come close to God, not by sitting in church on Sunday, not only by reading books that teach me about him, though I do that. I come close to God by living love, by giving love. I've got a pretty big ego, guys. Some of you have seen that. Each of us has two sides. We have our human ego, our personality, and we have our higher nature, our true self, our link to that which is greater than what we are, except it is what we are. So we have our personal human ego, and we have our connection to source, which is love. So the trick to moving your ego out of the way, and don't, don't think that we want to get rid of the ego. We don't. We like our personalities. I like who I am. It's part of the problem that my head gets a little bit big sometimes is because I like who I am so much. Thing is, I don't believe I'm any better than anybody else, but I know nobody's better than me. And sometimes that can let my ego get a little bit big. I have to focus on the part that knowing that I'm no better than anyone else, which allows my ego ego to step aside just a little bit. And with that knowledge, that understanding of love, that I am no better than anyone else, that we all, every single one of us here, has the same opportunity to access God's power and God's love. Every single one of us. I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how tall you are. I don't care what anatomical parts you have. Every single one of us has full and complete opportunity for access to God's love. God is unconditional love. To say in one sentence that God's love is unconditional, and yet because you have or lack anatomical parts, that you have or lack access to God's love, it makes reason stare. There's no logic there. If you are human, you are a child of God. You are an extension of God. And the more you can learn to live with and as unconditional love, the closer to God you will become. You can be six years old. You could be 96 years old. And my friends, I have seen the face of God in the face of a six-year-old child. My friends, I have seen the face of God in the face of a 96-year-old woman or man. I have. And if you're looking, you'll see it too. Every single one of us can carry, be, give, and share the unconditional love that is God. And why do we have access to that? Because it's what we literally are. The power that makes our bodies solid is the power of love. Your physical form, what I refer to as your virtual reality suit for Earth, 
is held together literally by the power of love, which is the power of God. If your physical body can be held together, can exist by the power of God, you have access to the power of God. And perhaps while I'm talking, something has triggered within you a curiosity, a question, or maybe that warm glowing feeling that lets you know that there's something to this. Maybe not all of it, but for you there might be something here that's worth seeking. Think of God as an ocean. And if you're looking at it that way, you can see it as an ocean of love or an ocean of water. And see yourself as a drop of water in that ocean. Now there are billions upon billions and trillions, I couldn't count, the drops of water in the ocean. That does not make you less powerful. Every drop of water is valuable. Every child of God is valuable. Every human is a direct extension of the power of God. If God's love is an ocean and you are one little drop, you might be only one little drop, and yet you have the full power of God's love within you. As I have searched for this, made efforts to bring more love into my life, made efforts to give more love from my life, I have had more love in my life. And that doesn't mean necessarily romantic love. It means that I have brought people into my life who make me feel better because they're there. And I believe they feel better because I'm there. And simply by being around each other, we bless each other. We bring each other joy. And then I found that it wasn't just the people that were close to me, but it was people that I randomly interacted with. But I had different interactions with strangers than I used to have. And I began to realize that the love that I was giving even to strangers, even in a happenstance moment, had an impact, had an effect. I could see the the difference on their face as I walked away from them after a small, small interaction. But because my interactions were intended with love, those interactions were better for me, they blessed me, and they blessed the people that I had those interactions with. The only part of love that's hard is acknowledging that you're worthy of it. Once you can acknowledge that because you are God's child, you are an extension of God, you are an extension of love, you are made of love, and therefore you are worthy of love, when you adopt that, your life will change. Not only will your life change, but the lives of those around you will change. And as you you give love to them, they will return it to you and they will spread it out. Love is infectious, my friends. 
love is one of the most infectious things out there because it spreads so easily. You've caught love without knowing it and you've shared love without knowing it. But it's even better when you recognize it. When you have a problem in your life, whatever it is, your kid won't potty train, you're late for work, ask yourself, how can I love this more? How can I throw love at this situation? How can I use love to heal the situation? And that's going to look a little bit different in every situation. And in fact, if Brenda's late for work, and Mary's late for work, and they both ask the question, how can I use love to heal the situation? Chances are they're going to come up with different answers because Mary and Brenda are different people. They have different lives, probably have different workplaces, and different ways that they intrinsically share love. My friends, don't be afraid of love. Don't be afraid to recognize that it is who you are. And don't be afraid to share it with others. Again, I'm not trying to tell you what to think, but I am trying to get you to think for yourself. I'm Della, and I love you. Have a wonderful week.